Welcome to EM Healing, which is hosted by myself, Mahatma Star Seed. And when you dive into our episodes, you are going to be inspired to grow, to shift, to reflect on your inner wealth. If you are looking to find a new way of living, you have found it. So enjoy this wonderful episode that we're tuning into right now. Hello, much love and light, everyone. We are back. This is Mahatma Starseed. You are tuning into the second half of Bonding with our healing and today i have with me a pretty cool guest her name is mary tamul and she's going to be sharing with us today more on the topic of sexuality so i'm gonna let her take this moment and introduce with herself to everyone take it away mary hey mahatma thank you so much for having me i'm so excited to be here and to drop in with you further around bonding with your sexuality and your sensuality, um, as I love to say, giving people the option. And, you know, I'm just, I'm a sensual alignment coach. Let me start there (laughs) before we go into too much stuff. I'm a sensual alignment coach. And the reason that I do the work that I do is because I went through a really hard time and was really, ended up super depressed and with chronic anxiety and like was in all these toxic relationships and what I realized the common thread was for me and so many of the people in my space that were also dealing with similar things was this kind of disalignment or you know unbalanced energy within our sexuality and our sensuality and so when I started working with people one-on-one and holding groups for women this was the thing that I decided to really try on and see if it was really the thing that would change things for people. And what I found was it was. And being in this place of, of deep connection with your sensual energy and sexual energy can like change everything for you and blow the doors wide open to abundance and happiness and joy and bliss and all the things that um, clients come to me wanting and people you know want so badly so if this is you if you've kind of like been struggling in your journey or you're looking for something more into your sexuality you know turn to that place within you and always know that you can come back there for answers so that was kind of a long-winded introduction I, I apologize if that if that was too long but I'm so glad to be here and thank you for having me oh it was absolutely perfect and you know <laughs> We're in it for the long game and there's no like cute and cuddly way to, <laughs> you know, to share, you know, who we are. And I know that a lot of us are like, you know, what is your, you know, elevator pitch or, you know, seven seconds in heaven conversation. <laughs> mm, so true. And I'm over here like, yeah, no, I do not feel the need to express myself in that intro. Yeah. You know, I feel like an introduction is over time. and It's so I- true. <laughs> so I- true. It's hard I- to get everything in one, you know, I'm always trying to get everything in one breath or in one, 
<laughs> that's something that I always get to work on, like just slowing down. Right. And that even connects you deeper into yourself when you're able to like, just realize that it doesn't have to be done all right now. And I love how we're going like so deep, just like in the introduction as well. <laughs> it's my style. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you. So, and I feel, um, a, des a desire to share a little bit more of an intro of who I am because you know I'm so used to just coming in and sharing uh you know my space as the host and you know I too come from a place that's very tantric and um and it's you know it brings this spiritual maturity forward for us and I want to be able to like, just like highlight that part of, you know, where I'm able to come and engage, you know, with the tango of just self and self-realization. And that's a lot of where I come from. And when you partner it with like scientific aspects, you know, we are just vibrating. We're vibrations. And that is a stimulation. So when we want to bring it down to the, the molecule, it really comes from, you know, like how are we diving deep into something? How are we saturating it, sensuating it, and becoming more involved, evolved from our sexuality? So, it, you know, we can, we can take it to a very, you know, prestigious place, to where we're just talking about like, you know, vibrations and zeros and ones, or we can take it, you know, to a very rooted place, you know, physical and coming from the body. So we all can jump into this pool at, at, at any of anywhere in the value of sexuality. But when we're learning to shift I ultimately, I feel that the physical aspect of that understanding is is so much more greater, greatly needed for for our society today. Oh, for sure, I can really agree with what you said. Like, so well put, because um, there is this physical aspect that you can only do if you do, and you can only understand if you do it and go through the embodiment practices and like for me that has looked like really being able to tap into my turn on like whenever and give my body that positive feedback loop when I am with myself like I will like give myself massages and drink my favorite beverages like really slowly and really intimately with myself like, you know, spend a few extra minutes in bed in the morning, just focusing on how much I love myself and like what I really want for myself. And um, that has helped me to stay out of the place of fear and going into spirals of anxiety and stuff that I don't want in my, my space. And um I think that connection with myself has filled the space that once was depression and anxiety. And mm, yeah, so this is what I welcome people into because for me, it's been the game changer. And it's something that I 
intuitively knew when I was younger. I didn't have to have this explained to me or I think kind of like you were speaking to, like it was in my body. I just naturally came into this place of deep intimacy with myself. And then as time went on and relationships and um, boundaries were crossed and, you know, I was more concerned with the outer world than I was with my inner worlds, I totally had lost that sense and had lost that instinct to, of, to come back home and come back to that place. And I had to relearn and reteach myself how to come into pleasure. And that is what I love the most about working with women through this process is the mental mind games that come up and that we get to rewire and work through when it comes to like getting into pleasure. And a lot of it has to do with shame and guilt and um, feeling like it's not safe to be in pleasure when really it's the opposite. It's one of the things that we can do within our, um, within our being rather than going into other toxic patterns or, or thoughts or ways of being. It's like very much creating a safe space within you through sexuality and um, central practices. So yes, yes, this is a, a very good topic and um, yeah. I expect people will get a lot of value <laughs> from listening to this. Yeah, yeah. You you touch on some very valid points and uh, I was beginning to mention that uh, something in that lane to you when um, I was speaking with my my conscious minded group uh, that I that I hold and um, this uh, this series uh, for the last fourteen for the for the fourteen week series we've been focusing on body language and learning to understand what what is happening with the body how to engage with the body and, and to support it. And last week we were, we were coming from a place of talking about, you know, in order for us to be successful, we, we have to know how to get through our triggers. Mm. And the only way that we can get through our triggers is, is learning to heal through those triggers as well as applying self-care because a lot of a lot of this the guilt shame uh, storylines are built on what someone else desired to tell you you couldn't have or not have, and that is all about deserving. That falls into that self care place, and if and when we're not acknowledging self-care for ourselves you know self-love falls to the wayside self-acknowledgement greatly falls to the wayside and the 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 little pieces of guilt and shame are easier to cloud our expression and to create that depression because we're depressing a part of our expression because of what someone else felt they that was right or wrong to desire and and that's a lot of where society has been living in in our generation is at a point where we're, we're like we're not owning that I, I am not owning that shame I didn't realize I was owning that shame for most of my life or half of half of my existence but I'm taking a stand right now and I'm owning 
those pieces of me and that takes a lot of endurance and um of self-love 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 mm. is so important <laughs> totally yeah definitely and it's like even if you realize you have or i'll speak for myself like I've, even when i realized like i have this shame and this guilt it wasn't like i could just dump it off overnight <laughs> mm-hmm. and it's almost like i'd say go as far as say ingrained i mean i believe that we definitely create our realities and we get to choose um but there's also a real thing where it takes time and it takes conscious effort again and again and again um and i think it's interesting how whenever i talk to almost anyone that deeply about sex and sexuality and relationships um you know depression always comes up the the idea of depression always seems to come up when you're in a place of really lacking that connection within yourself people misunderstand they think that they're lacking the connection with somebody else right i don't have a partner so i don't therefore i don't have that sexual connection with anybody including myself and I see that over and over again in people and I've been there too and it's just not true it's really really not true and it's this really toxic widely accepted idea in relationships and well in life where you're not going to be sexually fulfilled if you're not if you don't have the one right if you're not with the one if they're not doing everything that you expect or like if they're not fulfilling you sexually then you just can't be fulfilled and that's just really not true Um, (laughs) especially when you think when you're you don't find the right one and you're but you're with someone and you're those feelings don't go away so easily you know yeah and I didn't really you could have told me this a few years ago and I kind of would have this is what I'm talking about. This is what I think we're talking about when we say like, you have to experience it for yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to go through the motions. You know, for me, I had to go through the pain of starting a self-pleasure practice. For me, it was really painful. Like it was emotional and there was anger and sadness and just like numbness and darkness and nothingness. And I had to go through all of that not even knowing if there was anything on the other side of it, right? Still kind of half in this fairy tale idea about like, oh, when I find the right person, this problem of mine will be solved and be able to be in pleasure and stuff like this. And, you know, I'm so glad looking back that I was still willing to go through the motions to do it and have that dedication Nobody talks about this when we talk about sexuality, but there's a a level of dedication and commitment that you get to employ into your sensual life. Um, And I know I'm going into a lot of different topics all at once. So, um, you know, know, this is um, it's a great way to open it up because, you know, we we could come from this, you know, straight from this place of, you know, why sexuality is so much fun and you know, the avenues mm-hmm. that you can take to do it. But it's like, first, like, here's, here's why we want yes. to play in this realm. You know, all of these conversations are being led by 
you know, the, the, the facts that we tell ourselves, you know, because what we do in one area of life, we do in all. So if we don't feel like we deserve love because we don't have it. You know, we won't, we'll, we'll actively look for more scenarios that are showing us we don't receive love. Mm-hmm. And that, that happens in the workplace um, so, so much. And then it ricochets into other people's worlds. So, you know, we have to always understand the cause as we're pulling through with the effects. Yeah. And I know we talked about workplace earlier. I think it's a good point to bring up. You just brought it up. Like this kind of like hardening within society around sex. It's like now that we've kind of determined as a culture, like, oh, we're not capable or responsible of including sex into the conversation and into our lives. So it's kind of this like thing where it's just become like cold and hardened out and just left out. Right. And like a lot of cases where it's like just no, you know, no touching, no, no sex talk, no, none of this, because we've determined that the only somehow we've determined that's not even true, but that the only um, form of sexual expression, like in the workplace, in society, right, on um, in our daily lives in that way is just not okay. And if it is, it's this like blown up you know, supermodel version of sex, which isn't really accurate. Um, But it's like, there's no, like, healthy conversation in in society, it feels like. I mean, there are, we're having one now, and (laughs) I have them all the time. But like, in the larger kind of picture, it's like something we've just been like, oh, no, it just let's exclude it from everything. And I think that is even more toxic than than before that that was happening you know yeah things things have greatly changed um for for us and you know learning to take those tools and invert them back to the places that we were like this is not this is lacking the space for yeah (laughs) and then it's like a few people have ruined it for everyone it feels like (laughs) you know it's like the few people that we're are very irresponsible with their um sexuality and their you know perceived power and stuff like that it's like you know how can we reintegrate sex in a way that's really healthy and for me the answer is early intervention like way way earlier talking to kids about this and also like introducing it in the metaphysical spiritual minded um thing that you know it it is in my (laughs) view and being more like that about it right and taking less of like a biological standpoint because that doesn't make sense even now to me as a 28 year old I'm like well there's way more um going on in the in the realm of consciousness and you know spirituality sex can do for us and how it can help us become the best human beings that we can possibly be Um, yeah yeah. I mean taking this angle would just that's that's powerful you know for any anybody yeah early intervention is always going to be um the avenue that we're going to want to take yeah for sure so like I feel like we're in that place of creating um ambassadorship you know to where we can have those safe spaces for the children 
and um because that's a lot of the realm that i'm working in and creating um i created this process you know it's it's really a process uh it's called the onboarding process to remembrance <laughs> that's the whole title official title mm. um, but basically what it does is it helps you to learn how to be a safe space in multiple settings I you know and so that we can then have more expansive conversations that are more rooted because once we become more grounded in understanding the intricateness that happens in sexuality we will become we'll we'll be able to be more interested in the foreplay of it interested mm-hmm. in the um embodiment of it because we all understand that there's this whole dance, there's this whole art to it. And it's, it's not just, you know, cliches um, or just, you know, however tantric practice has been viewed in society in America um, because, you know, we're, we're living in a world that's unknowingly harnessing European lifestyles without European influence and uh, comprehending uh, S&M as a tantric practice, which it is completely, tantric is more of the umbrella of sexuality than it is a part, a piece of it, you know, and and all of that bondage and um, extra stimulation is is happening underneath there in the different uh, platforms. Of, mm-hmm. of owning your sexuality so you know there's always going to be that um misunderstanding until we really just you know create those levels and help people understand like the basic the basic um space of sexuality is pleasure self-pleasure yeah, yeah. and i think like that's a good point because it's hard to find space, safe spaces to talk about these things and develop yourself in this way. And that's what I create for my clients, um, holding women's groups and also working one-on-one with people and really figuring out like how, what is a turned on life for you? What does that look like? And how to create more experiences and relationships that fulfill these desires with you, like with within you. And if they're Everybody has kinky desires, you know, and you don't have to go to a dungeon fulfilled. Like you can get them fulfilled <laughs> in your in your daily life. And you know, the the problem is I've had so many clients that they just simply can't speak about their desires. It's this thing where they freeze up and it's mm-hmm. um, you know, I remember one client, we were working together for months, months before she told me what she really wanted from her boyfriend in bed. And let me tell you, it was something very, very standard. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this is the thing though, right? This is the thing that people have a hard time. It wasn't just her, if, um, this is so normal. This is so, so normal. And I made a video about this today. It kind of comes back to like the thing around women not being able to express themselves. Um, in the video I was talking about in particular, like bragging about yourself, you know, saying the things that you're good at, saying what you've accomplished, like doing that often um, and how it's harder for women to do that. It's also seems to be harder for women to 
to express their desires. It's not that it's actually harder. It's just that we've been conditioned out of speaking our truth around these subjects. So that is my long-winded answer to right right because it's it makes it become it's foreign it's our our throat chakra as a society is so closed uh up that it is very very difficult so uh the biggest challenge that i am realizing that and i know that it's not just females it's also it's it's also masculines too because i do I have coached in the past to help masculine energy to be able to perform more efficiently in their relationships, not just the bed. So the biggest, the biggest thing that I've noticed that we avoid to do is, and it's the simplest thing, looking in the mirror, look in the mirror at least three or four times a day for at least 60 seconds. And give yourself that pleasure of knowing what you look like in your raw form or your most done up form or your done form. Like you're done. You're done for the day. Done. <laughs> look at <laughs> yourself. <laughs> you know, and just and and see how does that bring you pleasure? Because what we find out, not just the things that pleasure us, we find out the things that do not pleasure us. And it makes it easier for us to avoid those type of bubbles like "Mm, that looks like a situation that's going to bring me to non-pleasure and I know what pleasure looks like so we now we get to play more in a awareness of I know what my pleasure looks like and then we can find more realistic relationships with people because you know who's owning their pleasure because they know what theirs looks like Totally. And by the way, once this client did in fact speak her truth, like everything changed in her relationship, in her life. Like, you know, I had another client who um, did similar, asked for what she wanted in her work life, in the in the workplace. And she got it like way before she ever thought possible. It was simply just the act of asking which we worked on and you know she did and it's something that she wouldn't have normally done and it just goes to show you that you really don't know until you ask you know oh my goodness mary you know that is you know that is the other part right uh of desire right what will get you to your goal is desire plus ask equals achievement Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes and it's It's... testing too right it's like in the in the metaphysical realm um it is a real law of the universe that you are always receiving what you're asking for so if you don't even have the ability to ask or allowing yourself to ask then you know chances are you will what you want (laughs) which nobody wants that so we all want to get what we want and i think i have this idea and i believe it to be true that if we were all like fully asking for exactly what we wanted we would all get it we would all it would match up with everybody else's desires right (laughs) you know because there's this fear around like oh if i ask for what i want somebody else might not get what they want and i like playing with the idea of that 
What if everything I wanted was exactly what other people wanted as well? And so by making my dreams come true, I am simultaneously making everyone else's dreams come true as well. Yes, yes, definitely. And it's, we're always going to find a conundrum to where someone won't be happy. But trust me this, people sometimes like to not be happy. So don't let someone else's non-happiness break your ability to be happy unless you're that guy. If you're that guy that likes to be unhappy, then you be that guy. But don't mess up someone else that wants to be happy. This is so true. Wow. (laughs) Like seriously, some people do not want to be happy. It goes back to the pleasure and pain. It's like, we are so used to pain and our nervous system like wants more pain in a really kinky but sometimes not so amazing way and we get like addicted to it it's like they there's this experiment where there's a dog in a cage and these scientists actually did this it's kind of sad but every time the dog would try to leave the cage they would shock it and so eventually the dog just like stopped trying to leave the cage and it it never, it never left again, you know, and it just stayed in that pain of being in this super small place, even long after, like, they turned off the, the shock sensors. So it's like, we kind of do that with ourselves, too. Like, we're so used to this pain, and like, feeling like we just can't get out of it, that we kind of stop trying, and our pleasure centers, like, get defeated, and we just only, only are there for the pain kind of and I think there's you know there's so much more that I could say here around this but (laughs) the really the takeaway is that once we've been wired for pain it's almost impossible if you're not really trying or if you're if you're not conscious of this right once you're conscious of it and you're working through it it's super possible but it becomes if you're an autopilot, like impossible to go then from a pleasure from a pain loop into a pleasure loop, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. So uh, as we're getting towards um, more of the uh, end of the podcast, let's share with them less painful action steps that they can take, right? Yeah. Like, um, you know, some things that are not as difficult right? They're not as catastrophic to your paradigm, your sense of living, those that enjoy life around you. Basic things that you could do uh, is, you know, start buying bouquets for yourself, not for other people. Buy bouquets for yourself, you know? Think about which flowers are most pleasurable for you to see on a day-to-day basis. Mm, I love that. I love flowers. And then if you want to take it a step deeper, you can caress yourself with the flower. Yeah. One of those flowers, you know, they all have different textures, different petals, you know, and we can start to really identify with what, what is really intriguing to the physical body, not just the mind, the physical body. And this is how we can play with ourselves. How about you, Mary? What do you think? What what comes to mind for you? (laughs) So definitely. I love getting myself flowers. I do that every week, basically. Um, I also, I love self-massages. Like, I like getting massaged, but self-massages are 
one of my favorite ways to drop in with myself. And those will just go on like all day sometimes when <laughs> I'm having one of those days. And that's how I really like to regulate myself and get back into my central energy and get back into turn on. And also journaling is a huge practice for me too, like journaling around bragging about in my life, like what I'm most excited about and um, then like rewiring my fears around love and business and um, who I am and what I get to have. Um, I think a lot of us straddle those two worlds of doomsday and big ideas, big dreaming. Um, so just allowing myself to go through the process and to be both, to be all of it, you know, and to also um, not make my my uh, doomsday self or my lesser self like wrong, right? Not even calling it my lesser self, <laughs> my um, grumpy mare or whatever, kind of just um, integrating her and bringing her along for the ride and knowing that she's got this as well as my my other more visionary self. <laughs> so speaking to the two parts of ourselves and all the parts of ourselves. Um, as, as far as practical steps, I think journaling around that and just who, you know, who you want to be and also it being okay that you are at where you're at right now because that's what's the real thing that's going to um, change, change things is once you're okay with being where you are now and being in the relationship or non-relationship that you're in now, um, being okay with your body as it is now, you know, that's the best place to start anything and to create success and create results. You want to start from that place. So getting to this place within you, I'd say, is the most practical thing you can do. And self-pleasure is always a good move as well. I always start my clients on um, a self-pleasure kick where they're giving themselves um, pleasure and if they can orgasms throughout the day or throughout the week whatever is realistic for you but making sure that you know you come into those parts of yourself because it's really important and when you're there also really connecting with what you want and connecting with your desires um, and, and yeah if anybody is feeling you know, called to be held and supported in a deeper way and that this resonated with you. I do one-on-one -on -one in group coaching. So please reach out to me on Instagram is the best place at Mary Tamil. And yeah, my last name is T-A-M-U-L. So <laughs> it's a little hard to spell, but I'd be happy to drop in with you and um, take things further and see if there's you know, a way we can work together and help change your life forever and ever. And yeah, that was, that's been such an amazing conversation and just so happy to be here, happy to get asked to be here. So thank you. Phenomenal. Thank you so much. It, time flies, especially when you're talking about things that are so tintillating. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about this all day. I swear we could do a three hour long podcast in the future. <laughs> I know, right? Well, good thing I invited you to come on to the Elite Talks. We can definitely open up the conversation even deeper over there. Um, I have a, a segment called Elite Conversations to where we are constantly finding ways to level up the conversation and not keep it to the same, you know, protocol. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what it's all about. We love it. We love it.
Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you that are listening out there, um, my YouTube channel is called Elite Motivation 411. You should be able to find all of my social media handles at the bottom. And uh, if you wanted to learn more about my safe space process, you can check me out on jdl.enterprises, and that's on IG. That's where we're housing everything for right now. And uh, we do live streams every second and fourth week, Wednesday on Elite Motivation 411 called Elite Talks. And we are there playing the sounds of greatness through the divine in many multiple ways, whether it's through current news, we have a flatter battle, which is amazing. Great way to see contestants speak to each other in a great, grateful way. And as well as some sound healing uh, session and to top it off the elite conversations so for now we are complete there's so much we can talk about but for now we are just here holding space and helping you to shift the dynamic so that you can bond more with your sexuality until next time this is Mahatma Starseed and Mary Tonum Tanum Tamil <laughs> Tamil <laughs> You got it. You're good. We're Thank you it. so We're much good. for having me, Mahatma. It was beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. It was a great day. Much love and light.